1: I hope to get a lot of happy texts tonight from my preferred candidates in local school board elections. I will be happy. I will be thrilled if they're elected. I will be happy for them regardless because all of them that I've spoken with have paid a severe cost for coming forward and speaking truth. Uh, It's uh, an invitation to be labeled. Juan Williams, who's supposed to be a smart guy. Juan Williams wrote in The Hill the other day, parents' rights is code for white race politics. Really? So if you care about your kids, if you don't want them to be reading smutty literature, if you don't want them to be subjected to bathrooms where um, people of the opposite sex can come in walk in on them, you're a racist. This is a familiar tactic, an ugly tactic, of the left. Uh, Joe Manchin's feeling it. He's the senator from West Virginia. He's pushing back against Joe Biden's spending plan. Cory Bush, who's part of the squad, said yesterday that... Uh, Joe Manchin is, quote, anti-black, anti-child, anti-woman, anti-immigrant. Maybe Joe Manchin's just anti-spending. But you can't disagree on merit anymore. You can't disagree on the merit of girls' in girls' bathrooms and boys' in boys' bathrooms. You, it's not a merit-based argument. It's an ideological argument. If you stand on the side of truth, reason, logic... They don't just disagree with you. They must destroy you. It's not any way we can run a country. And that's why it has to be repudiated at the polls in the right way, not with violence. There's a way to do it and a wrong way to do it. Let's do it the right way. Now, I played yesterday the audio from an Upper Arlington High School senior girl talking about the experience in bathrooms at UA. I now have on the line her mother, and I wanted—I did not identify the student yesterday, and that was purposeful but i'm welcoming uh kelly to the show right now kelly uh you're free if you want to identify you know yourself more than i did yesterday you can i just want to be respectful of your family because i know that many people uh in upper arlington have been ugly on this issue uh what's the reason for your call today
2: well i think that it is very important to address the Issues and concerns that have come up since my daughter spoke at the board meeting. Um, Emma is actually a very quiet child and has been for several weeks wanting to speak up and say something just because the situation has gotten so out of control. So your daughter went
1: to the board meeting. Your daughter went to the board meeting, am I right, on October 12th? I believe yes, that was the on date.
2: October twelfth. and
1: the spirit of her and comments so, were you guys need to know these bathrooms are not comfortable for students there's urine on the walls on the floors we've been walked in on by teachers why are teachers using these restrooms when they have their own restrooms boys and girls together even in floor-to-ceiling stalls with locking doors theoretically do not work that was the spirit of her comment she was like I, I my parents were against this from the beginning I wanted to give it a chance I've given it a chance it's not working that was the spirit of her comments correct?
2: A hundred percent. And so after the board meeting, um, my text messages, emails, my husband's Facebook, everything was blowing up. So many students were and their parents were coming forward and sharing some of their experiences that they've been having. And now some of the other students are starting to feel a little bit more comfortable, like they want to speak up as well. The problem is the district has come back and they've said, you know, um, we want to address these issues. Well, they're coming back and saying they fixed all the locks. Well, that's not true. There's one area in the school that has a boys-only restroom and a girls-only The student sent uh, his...
1: Kelly, I don't know if you're walking around or what, but you're you're fading in and out on me. So if you're pacing while you talk, and I often do that, uh, but if you can stay in one spot, hopefully we'll, our, your cell signal will hold out.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry about that. So one of the concerns is that the district is coming back and they're saying, you know, we fixed all the restroom locks. Well, what we're finding out is that's actually not true. The kids are taking pictures and – for example, in the one area that does have male-only restrooms, three of the four stalls are broken and they can't be used. So where the frustration is coming in is now there are a lot of students that also want to speak up and they want to share their experiences of walking in and finding alcoholic beverage, empty bottles, you know, there's, All kinds of disgusting things in almost all of the stalls but the school board and the administration of the district are not accepting that there's an issue they don't want to acknowledge it so then they just come back and tell the parents oh everything's fine but then I'll get five or six pictures that same day of students walking out of stalls together alcohol bottles in the commodes, feces on the floor i mean you name it and there's picture proof of it out there kelly but is a mom
1: reason. of an upper arlington uh girl who spoke at the school board meeting on october the 12th she's called into the bruce Woolley show here to give some context to her daughter's uh, remarks kelly what is the school's uh, direction to you concerned parents concerned students how are they telling you guys to proceed with your objections to this, and do they ever give you any indication that they are willing to reevaluate it?
2: They are not giving us any indication that they're willing to reevaluate it. Honestly, my opinion is they're giving the the exact opposite. Um, they have now offered an anonymous, Um, app on the kids' iPads that they can anonymously report a problem. They are not divulging any of that information to the parents or the students. So they're not saying, you know, we received 10 complaints today or zero complaints or whatever. So we as parents do not know what the complaints, if their complaints are even being addressed.
1: So Kelly, I want to ask one question here that stems from an understanding that the district drove when they announced these bathrooms, all-gender bathrooms, floor-to-ceiling stalls with locking doors, boys and girls use the same restroom, common wash area, but private toilet. And what I was told was nothing bad will happen, no two kids in one stall, no drug use, no anything bad will happen, Because this makes it easier for one teacher to monitor, quote unquote, two restrooms or a restroom where both boys and girls can go, as opposed to the old way where there were a boy's restroom and a girl's restroom and you had to have two teachers monitor. So their contention was this was going to be monitored. It was going to be easier for them from a staffing perspective to monitor. And my question is. How are two kids coming out of the same bathroom stall if there's a teacher monitoring that bathroom
2: there? So I also have a son at the high school who's a junior and both of my children that are currently at the high school have reported. They have never once seen a teacher monitoring or an administrator monitoring. Now, one has reported a teacher walked in on her, like you heard in her speech, mm-hmm. and she also was in the restroom, and while she was getting ready to leave, there were two adults that w- walked up to her and were questioning her about the bathroom. Come to find out, it was administrators from Gahanna City Schools. Apparently, they are getting ready to build new restrooms, or I'm sorry, new buildings, and they wanted to get a feel from a student what, um, how she felt about the restroom. And both of them agreed right in front of my daughter it was not a good setup. So hopefully Kahana is not going to go down the same path that Upper Arlington did.
1: Wow. Kelly is a mother of an Upper Arlington student. Uh, her daughter spoke at an October 12th school board meeting, um, initially said she was open to the idea of all-gender bathrooms. But that the experience has been, I think I can charitably say, a nightmare in terms of cleanliness, in terms of privacy, in terms of comfort. Um, Kelly, how are your children doing with this psychologically? Like, I have uh, daughters. uh, School is challenging enough. They go to a private Christian school where none of this is (laughs) even remotely on their pallet of concerns. I can't imagine having to talk my daughters through a day of frustrating bathroom experiences. And I think, too, we miss a point if we assume only that this is uncomfortable for girls. I think it could be very uncomfortable for boys as well. What the ex- what's the experience like for you as a parent relating to your students on a day-by-day basis because of this situation that the Upper Arlington Administration has flouted state building code, state law, and flouted parents of the district? Fighting you guys in court and spending well over two hundred thousand dollars to uphold its ideological agenda
2: It's frustrating. Um, I have a very good relationship with all of my with all of my kids, and there is just about a daily conversation about the restrooms um, and just about the path that the schools are on as a whole daily in my household and um, I will share with you my son, who's a junior, uses the restroom very little, if at all. And Emma, my senior, has she has diabetes. You tend to need to urinate more often when you're diabetic. And so she unfortunately does have to use the restrooms at school more often. And so it is frustrating for her. But she's at a point where she feels like she's done everything she can to try to speak up. And the school has addressed some of her concerns that she brought up that night. And they have failed to acknowledge some of them and deal with those. So she's frustrated, to All right. say the
1: least. So, so as we wrap up, makes
2: the parents frustrated. Well, of
1: course. Of course. I mean, there's nothing worse than your child um, struggling in any way, shape, or form. Uh, particularly on a matter of privacy like this. It's just despicable that uh, Paul Himoff, the superintendent, the school board in Upper Arlington, has been unresponsive on this. It's why I highly advocate for Liz Easton and Lou Souter to get uh, control of the Upper Arlington board. They're the candidates that I support. Kelly, as we wrap up, what would you have people do? What would you suggest that they do uh, to lend support to you, to your family, and to other Citizens in Upper Arlington who feel the way that you do about this, which I think is far and away the majority of people in Upper Arlington.
2: I think that people need to use that anonymous link. I think they need to continue to share their stories. I think speaking up at the board uh, meetings and letting them know, and like you said, hopefully Lou and Liz can get in and really help make a change in this district.
1: I would also say to you uh, to tell your daughter to tell her friends that they can email me their experiences, their pictures, and anything to bruce at 9890answer.com. Whatever social media reach I have uh, and whatever platform I have here on this station, uh, I will not rest until we get these kids the privacy that they deserve. So if they would include me in on uh, their horror stories, their experiences, their own uh, personal thoughts, I'll always protect their identity I uh, will do whatever I can to help you guys uh, get this changed because it's it's indefensible on every level.
2: Thank you so much; it means a lot to us.
1: Well, thank you, Kelly, and do not give up. That's what that's what the opposition counts on is giving up. But you stand on the right side of this, and uh, I affirm you in that. And I thank you for your time today.
2: Thank you. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll all be hoping for the best results tonight.
1: No doubt about it. Thank you, Kelly, for calling. She's an Upper Arlington mom. Her daughter bravely, courageously spoke to the UA board, and hopefully, um, either with school board results tonight in UA that favor Liz Easton and Lou Souter, or through uh, prayer coming to their senses, something will change in UA. So I've made the case as passionately and convincingly as I can. For certain local school board candidates. But I can't make it as passionately and convincingly as they can. There's no better campaign than those who passionately feel it in their heart. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I was going to save this and tell you about it later in the show. I'll probably just repeat it later in the show. I got an email today from a friend uh, who is taking a leadership training seminar. And she said part of the assignments in the leadership training seminar is to ask friends to say what sets her apart in her job. And then I thought about it for, I only needed to think about it for about five seconds because what sets her apart in her job is very evident to me, and that is her passion and her compassion. Her passion in that she gets energized by doing what she does, and her compassion in that she's energized doing what she does because she thinks and believes with all her heart that she's helping people. that is what I gather from Jennifer Foyt in the Olin Tangi district, Felicia, Felicia Castle in the Olin Tangi district, when I went and met them and talked to them and vetted them as your candidates in Olin Tangi. But I don't need to make the case because here is Jen Foyt telling you from her heart why. She's willing to suffer the slings and arrows, the criticism, the vitriol, the anger, the unfair labels placed on her as a racist, as a hater, as a this, as a that, to marginalize her. A Hispanic woman who's lost a child, who now wants to plug back in, well, I shouldn't say back in, because she's always been in, but she wants to plug in deeply into the schools. And she's articulating the same passion and compassion as Felicia Castle. Those are my approved candidates in Olentangy. Here is Jen Foyt telling you why she is not deterred by the hate.
3: What I am is I am a concerned mom, and so is Felicia. And just because we're standing up and voicing concerns does not mean that we are white supremacists. It means (laughs) we're questioning the messaging, and we're questioning how is this beneficial to every child, regardless of their skin color. What we're teaching them, the materials that are being presented to them, does it lift every child up? Because it, it set every single child up for success. That's all we are doing. And it it kind of floors me that just because you voice a concern, the immediate defense is they slap a label on you. You're a white supremacist. And I just... I, I don't understand that. I guess that's a quick way of trying to cancel somebody's voice. Um, so it's fascinating to me. I, I don't take it personally because I know my character. I know who I am. Um, I know, you know, that couldn't be further from the truth. And I'm not going to let it dissuade me from wanting to do right by our students. I think it's so imperative that we focus on academic excellence, that we get back to really the core education, you know, setting our children up so that, while they're with us in Tangi schools, we are best preparing them for a very competitive job market.
1: I mean, what a radical idea, right? To strongly and comprehensively educate students and prepare them for what's next. See, the ideological left wants to prepare them to go out and be crusaders and justice warriors. Oh, by the way, I mean, I know the Biden administration would like to just get us to the point where we're all a bunch of zombie-like baby birds in a nest opening our mouths and having Uncle Joe drop our monthly paycheck in our mouths, and we wouldn't actually have to go out and make a living, but I don't think that's how it works in society, and if you're a parent, I don't think that's how you want it to work for your kid. You want them to be, what, 30 years old with a Ph.D. and no earning prospects? (laughs) Yeah, ah, seems really like a great idea, right? Until they're still living in your basement and they've either not gotten married or they've had a couple different kids by a couple different people and their life's a train wreck. Like this is just to me such an obvious choice for the values, the foundations, the underpinnings of what, yes, I'll say it made America great. Why do people hate great? Why do people hate achievement, hard work, winning? Winning is good. Winning is fun. Winning is necessary. And if you agree that the foundations of our country are good, you'll vote for good people who believe that too. In the Old Tanzi District, it's Jennifer Foyt, Felicia Castle. You'll hear from other, another local school board candidate next